much for that um, introduction, and uh, it's so great to be here. It's an honor and uh, to be to be a nominee to be on the shortlist, um, an unlikely shortlist. I, I I thought for for the I'm not not that the shortlist is unlikely, but that I am on um, a prize <laughs> such as this is astonishing to me and thrilling, and to share this stage with uh, with Sarah and Henry is is a huge honor. Thank you for <clears throat> being here. Um, so I want to talk about the, uh, my, the, the, the sort of journey of, of my book, uh, which is called All My Puny Sorrows. And um, I guess for, for, for me, um, my life has kind of taken a little bit of a, a turn in that uh, before 1998, I, uh, I had not really thought much at all about uh, the, the idea of suicide and, and what that meant. And... and um, um, uh, in, in 1998, uh, my father uh, committed suicide. He was, he was 62 years old. He had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder at the age of 17 and had carried on, though, in his life. Um, he had married, had children. Uh, he was a school teacher and, and, um, and, and had periods of profound depression um, that, that he struggled with all of his life. And in 1998, and, uh, he took his own life. That was a, that was a complete shock um, to... To our family, um, we we knew that he that, that he was profoundly depressed, but um, there was there was no indication on his part that he would take his own life. That he had been thinking about it. Um, there was there were no other attempts that we knew of. So um, it was it was a a, a massive uh, shock um, to the to to the system and 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 obviously devastating. Um, in nineteen or in twenty ten, uh, my older sister um, Marjorie. Uh, also took her life in, in, in exactly the same way. Um, <clears throat> and and um, she, she was 51 years old. It was a day before her birthday. And she um, had been hospitalized many times, um, had made several serious attempts on her life in, in, in the months uh, and then a few before that leading up to, to, her, to her death. And, um, and when, when she died, it, she, she had made it very, very clear that she wanted to end her life. She had struggled with depression, uh, with mental illness, with despair. With uh, it, it was it, she wasn't diagnosed as having bipolar disorder like my father, but it was a, it was a profound uh, clinical depression, and and, um, and had made it very clear to all of us that she wanted to to end it, that she had had enough, that her suffering had become intolerable, and that she wanted to end her life. Um, and and yet, of course. Um, my my mother, myself, her partner, we all uh, did whatever we could to to convince her um, to convince her to to live, to want to live, and um, and 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 yet we knew, I knew that it was that it was somewhat inevitable, and and um, so uh, in in 2010 she had been um, in and out of the hospital, attempt after attempt, and um, and she was she was in the hospital. Uh, we we had begged um, the doctors, the nurses, not not to let her uh, leave the hospital because we were very very afraid and, and very quite quite certain that she would be successful um, in killing herself. Um, she was given a given a day pass to celebrate her birthday actually, and and um, and left and. Um, and 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 killed herself. She 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 uh, took a cab um, from her house to to um, to the tracks that ran through Winnipeg, the city uh, where she was living in, and and um, and died there. And so after after her death, um, this I I it was not it was not a shock 
to any of us. It's still, it's still a shock, obviously. It's, a, it's an incredible loss, but it, but it wasn't uh, as much of a, a, as a complete sort of out of left field shock uh, as my father's death had been. Um, for, for two years following her death, uh, and she and I were very close. She, she, she was, uh, she was, uh, she was my older sister, my only sibling. Um, she, she was funny. She, was, nobody made me laugh harder. She was supportive of my, uh, you know, of of my life, my messy life. A typical middle-aged woman, divorced, teenage kids, et cetera, et cetera, fledgling career, whatever you want. <laughs> and um, she was always there. And and so the, you know, her her loss was had a huge impact on me. And I, for two years, I thought I just won't write again. Um, and, that, and that's what I do. I'm a writer. I'm a novelist. And I thought, that's it. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm silence. I, I, have no, I have no words left. And, and, um, and in 2012, um, slowly, the, these sort of ideas and thoughts and the need to write this book, All My Puny Sorrows, um, presented itself um, to me. And, and, and I began. And, and the book is about... Um, it's about two sisters, uh, one, one of whom, uh, Elfrida, the older one, very, very much wants to die, and the younger sister very much wants to keep her alive. And um, as in our, our life together, um, to, towards the end of, of my sister's life, she, she begged me um, to take her to Switzerland to help her to, to die, where she, to, to a clinic like Dignitas in, in, um, in Zurich, uh, where, where she could die um, safely, uh, peacefully in a non-violent way, uh, surrounded by uh, those who loved, loved her and um, ushered her into, could usher into, into the next world or whatever it was that, and uh, a good death, uh, as they say. And I, at the time, said, I can't do that. Um, I just can't. I couldn't get my brain around it, even knowing that, you know, that it was inevitable. And I regret it to this day, and I feel that I, that I should have done it. Um, so in the book... Um, Yolandi, the younger sister, is is presented with the same conflict, the same challenge. Um, you know, what what are our responsibilities? Um, what are our obligations to those people we love who who want to die, who express it, um, you know, loose with with lucidity uh, in a in a very sane, rational state of mind, and and who say, "This is what I want to do. This is my choice. It's my life. Let me go." Um, and um, and uh, so that's the that's the the central conflict uh, in the book and the, and the central question. And, you know, the reality is that um, I, before, before my father died in 98, I mean, like I said at the beginning, I, I just had no, uh, no real, um, you know, understanding for sure, but also I didn't, I didn't really give it a second thought. The, 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 the pain, the, the profound, the, the, the various aspects of being a survivor of suicide, of what that, of what that means, um, how, how we go on um, when somebody takes their own life, somebody you love very much and respect, somebody who's intelligent, well-educated, well-traveled, funny, warm, um, uh, and two people, both my father and my sister, decide to do that. It makes one think, well, what do, I, what do they know that I don't know? What, 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 what is this response to life that they've... Um, made and and it seems almost in this weird way kind of ridiculous uh, to to continue um, living and yet of course uh, you know that that's what we do and and in part the the book is also I I like to think a, a testament a document to to survival of what of what we need to do um, after after. Um, suicide after after any loss and and that is to go on and I feel that it is um, because so far I feel that I haven't inherited 
um, this this illness, um, and it's cruel, and I'm sure a lot of you here know what it's like. Um, I feel that the onus is on me to appreciate my capacity for, for joy, for, uh, for curiosity, for life, for wanting to live. And, and, and um, because, because my sister, because my father um, weren't able to, and I know that they would have wanted me to do that, my mother to do that, my kids, etc. cetera. Uh, and um, and so, so part of the, 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 I guess, the reverberation or the, the consequences of having written this book are that I get to meet, and I've been touring this book and talking about it um, all over North America and other places, um, and talking to people who have suffered similarly, either themselves um, in psych wards, um, suffering from mental illness, um, and who have lost um, loved ones to suicide. And, and, um, and that's been, um, uh, it's been, it, it, writing the book has, it's, it's been my, I guess, I feel that it's, it, I'm almost on a bit of a crusade, even though I'm a novelist and I want to write something artful. I write fiction and that's what I do. But I feel as though I've sort of in the process become a kind of spokesperson for, for the idea of, um, of, of, assisted, of assisted dying, of, of, um, of fighting or champion, championing the, the, the rights of the individual in terms of deciding for themselves uh, how, how they want to die. Um, uh, in Canada, um, the Supreme Court of Canada actually just in February of this year uh, unanimously uh, overturned the, uh, the, the ban on, on assisted uh, suicide, on assisted dying. And, and uh, now the parliaments and, uh, parliament and provinces and governments have, have a year to implement that, that, that change. So it will be very interesting to see how, how this all pans out um, in Canada. And I feel that... Um, my book, in a very, very, very tiny, tiny way, has been a part of that conversation that's going on. More and more people are talking about this, are accepting this, are understanding that um, that perhaps uh, you know the sanctity of life also um, includes our rights as individuals to choose uh, how we want to die. And it was the the decision came down too too late for my sister, for instance. Um, but for others, if there is a way that uh, they can decide for themselves when they've They've, they've come to that point, they decide that's it, I can't uh, handle this anymore, it's intolerable. Um, whether it's psychic pain or uh, physical pain, it's pain. Uh, and, uh, and, I, and I strongly believe that the individual should have the right to choose uh, how, how they, how they want to go and not have to die violently and alone, um, as my sister did and my father before her. Um, so it'll, it will be interesting to see how, how it all uh, unfolds in Canada. I know that there's also that discussion going on here in in the UK, and um, and our populations are getting older. Um, I think the baby boomers have had we've you know we've all had so many r rights and liberties really and choices bestowed on us in the last little while um, in terms of how we want to live our lives, and and I don't understand why we wouldn't also be able to uh, to to decide how how we want to end our lives. Um, so it's been an interesting uh, journey, uh, certainly a, a unique uh, book for me in, in the sense of the conversation that, that, that it uh, generates. Um, I wanted to, to, to talk a, a little bit about my background um, as, a, as a Mennonite. Uh, I don't, I don't uh, live in a Mennonite community anymore. I left it when I was 18 years old. I left it the day that I finished high school. Um, bam, I was out of there, <laughs> never, never to return. As I, I'm older now and I'm more forgiving of the place, a little bit more tolerant, but um, 
uh, I, I basically grew up in Canada's most conservative religious community in the middle of the, of the prairies. Uh, Mennonites are very similar to the Amish. They live apart uh, from the rest of the world. Um, and and um, there, there, there are a lot of rules. There are a lot of expectations. And uh, when I was a kid, it was a, it was a glorious place to be. I, I felt I knew everybody in the, in the town, and everybody knew me and where I came from. Um, and and um, and I had a fantastic childhood, in spite of the 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 the, the illness that my father had, and that uh, you know manifested itself in him basically removing himself, going to his room for periods of time. Um, my parents protected me from the harsher elements of the community. Um, it's a it's a culture of control, really, with an emphasis on shame and guilt and punishment. Um, there have been studies done amongst the Mennonites. You know, why are there more Mennonites that suffering from depression? Um, I think that's pretty obvious when you put those those two <laughs> things together. Uh, um, you know, the fact the fact that it, you know you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. The, the the specter of hell is something that's alive and well in these communities, and 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 the the notion that we're we're born um, sinners and and um, and that life on earth is is um, meant meant to be. A, a life of suffering, and there will be a reward for us in heaven. And, and I've often thought too about that um, component of my family's life, uh, my father and my sister, and whether that uh, contributed to their illness or not. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. Um, I know that there's a genetic. Um, studies have been done showing that there's a there's a gene. There's a suicide gene um, uh, that um, you know that that can be that can be passed down and 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 what that means for the future, um, it'll, be, it'll, be interesting. it'll be interesting to see that. Anyway, and ultimately, the, um, the, <laughs> the, the book, you know, I like to think that the book, Omipinisoros, is about love. It's, it's about um, two sisters who love each other very much. And, and again, what that means in terms of our responsibility uh, as human beings, our responsibility to those, to those that, that we love, and, and, and again, you know, the, the rights um, of uh, the individual. To, to make these difficult decisions for, for themselves. And um, I really appreciate you listening uh, to me uh, and uh, I'll carry on my crusade elsewhere and get off the stage and let others <laughs> talk about um, their, their books. And thank you very much. Thank you.